Hello, and welcome to Living Fit with your hosts, James and Karen Roberts, personal trainers, life coaches, and motivational speakers. This program promotes good health through nutrition and physical activity. If you are interested in starting a personal fitness training program, please contact either Karen Roberts at 336-202-2313 or James Roberts at 336-707-7719. You can also contact them at Facebook at livingfit.com.co. Please consult your medical doctor before starting any exercise program or nutritional plan. And now, here's James and Karen. Hi, thank you so much for joining me for this week's Fit Tip. Today I want to talk about how exercise protects your cognitive skills. But go to Proverbs 24 and 5. A wise man is strong, yea, a man of knowledge increaseth strength. Now, cognitive skills are the ways that your brain remembers, reasons, holds attention, solves problems, thinks, reads, and learns. Your cognitive abilities help you protect new information by taking that information and distributing it into the appropriate areas of your brain. Both physical and mental activity preserve cognitive skills and potentially lower dementia risk. Dementia is not a specific disease, but a general term for the impaired ability to remember, think, or make decisions that interfere with everyday activities. Those who have taken to heart recommendations to get at least 150 minutes of moderate to intense aerobic physical activity a week to improve their physical fitness might not realize that with every step they take or every mile you pedal or every lap you swim around the pool, you are enhancing your cognitive fitness as well. Recent studies suggest that the activities you do to improve your body also improve your brain. Um, Neuropsychologist Aaron Bonner Jackson, PhD, says we know that physical exercise and aerobic exercise in particular is very beneficial for maintaining brain health even in people who are at risk for developing dementia and Alzheimer's disease. You can make a major difference in terms of how your body is functioning and as a result how your brain is functioning. To preserve your cognitive health, your best bet is to work out your body and mind through regular exercise and participate in mentally and socially stimulating activities. Now, in a recent study, 454 older adults underwent yearly physical exams of cognitive tests for 20 years and agreed to donate their brains to research when they died. The participants were given an uh, accelerometers which tracked their movement and physical activity around the clock. The researchers reported those who moved more scored better on the memory and thinking tests, and every increase in physical activity by one standard deviation was associated with a 31% lower risk of dementia. In other words, you have to get moving. Now, you don't have to be a competitive athlete to reap the benefits. Three to four 30-minute workouts a week of aerobic exercising will increase the heart rate and pump more oxygen into the brain, and any exercise will do, including household activities such as mopping, 
uh, raking leaves, vacuuming, and running up and down the stairs. I would say start where you are. If you don't have 30 minutes, do 15 or 10. Then increase gradually as you are able. It will be well worth it in the end, and you'll be fitter and smarter. So I pray that this message has been a blessing. Pass it on to family and friends, and tune in to Living Fit with James and Karen Roberts today and every Tuesday at 11 a.m. on 100.7 FM, The Joy. So have a wonderful day, be blessed, and remember to do what matters. Thank you, Karen, and thank you all for joining us for Living Fit. We want to continue talking about how eating a more healthy, beneficial diet is going to only just enhance our lives. We've been talking about Dr. Furman's book, Fast Food Genocide, and how he was pointing out how we're killing ourselves. David wrote in Psalms 139, verses 13 and 14, For it was you who created my inward part. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. We have what everything we need to stave off diseases. God made us so that we could actually, our bodies are fighting disease every day. If we put the right nutrients in our bodies, if we eat healthfully, we can live good, long, healthy lives. As important as it is to remember that there are poor people out there who cannot have access to healthier foods all the time, we still need to try to maintain and eat as healthy, healthfully as we can to stay away from foods that are full of oils and sugars and salt. So let's start with the basics. Fast food is literally fast food. That means you can get it fast, you can eat it fast, you can digest it fast, you can assimilate it fast, and it goes into your fat cells fast with minimal efforts. It causes us health issues. Addic addiction to fast food is likely the most far-reaching and destructive influence on our population today. It's hard for people to not eat when they're addicted to food. And a lot of us, I know, don't think that we are, but we are. As Dr. Furman has discussed in his best-selling book, Fast Food Genocide, we are participants in our own destruction. The addiction has, has had an increasingly uh, dramatically negative effect on our society. It's costing us in health care costs. It's costing our children to be sicker quicker. It's causing us to uh, not be able to fight off immune, um, autoimmune diseases, heart diseases. Type 2 diabetes is on the increase. Knowing this, we had the same problem with cigarettes. People used to think that cigarettes were, were healthy back in the 50s. Doctors used to actually promote cigarettes in commercials back in the 50s. But knowing what we know about cigarettes right now, we'd think that people were just crazy to eat, uh, to uh, smoke cigarettes. But here we have people who still smoke. 
But here's the problem. Science has proven that regularly eating fast food is even more dangerous and more harmful than eating fast food. But the problem is, is how we define fast food. See, we can do it in two ways. The first uh, way is to talk about commercial restaurants like Burger King, McDonald's, places like that. We can talk about pizza. We can talk about burgers. We can talk about fries and pretzels. We can talk about uh, things like desserts. And we know those things are harmful, but we still eat them. We can talk about the processes which are commercially done and, and then duplicated in all over the world. Every place in the world is eating this way right now. The second way is we can talk about the ingredients that are in foods, the processed grains, the sweeteners, the salts, and the oils, the minimal nutrient content that are in our foods. These are This is the big problem because a lot of us don't think that we're eating processed food and we think that we're eating healthfully and we think that we're getting nutrition just because we're eating at all. Most of us are unaware of the many chain restaurants uh, uh, that we think that whether well, sit-down restaurants, you don't go through a drive through but they're still fast food restaurants and we're still at our homes eating fast food when we buy stuff that is packaged and uh, sold as healthy, uh, even protein bars. And, I, and, and I'll tell you that uh, all of us go through this. It's not just you. It's, it's me. It's Karen. It's anybody who's in the healthcare field who, who teaches people about health, about being physically active. We know that we have to cut these foods out when we get ready to, to lose weight or diet and get healthier. We know that. It's not, it's not a, a problem for just one individual. It's a problem for all of us, but we all have to break the addiction. We can take frozen waffles, deli sandwiches, uh, frozen pizza, bag of chips. Uh, all these things are right there at the counter. Most of them are like cookies, cakes, candy. These foods have no nutritional value, and they cause us harm. Processing foods removes and destroys micronutrients, phytochemicals, that we need for normalcy and for us to be able to fight off disease. These foods has toxins in them. Toxins added to foods, uh, processed food include colorings, uh, preservatives, pesticides, anti-foaming agents, emulsifiers that, that give us that stabilizer of thickness uh, that most people want to, to have that consistency of real food, and we expect as consumers. Added toxins also include cleaning chemicals. Did you know that? Whitening chemicals and even our packaging can be damaging, toxic. Fast foods are toxic. They accelerate death through these added toxins, but also by supplying concentrated calories without substantial fibers and my, uh, micronutrients that we humans need to sustain 
normal life. Dr. Furman's book is not a reveal on fast food restaurants. What it is bringing light to is fast food is included in all junk food, too. In any case of where it is purchased, these man-made, created fake foods are not only served at fast food restaurants, but almost every food store across the country, after all fast food restaurants, could decide to start giving healthier options on their menus. And some of them are. The problem is that people don't look for the healthier options. People are addicted to the foods, and they know it. So when they attract you in by saying that, you know, we also serve a healthier option, most of us, when we get there, the smells, the scents, our addiction is going to draw us to the fast foods. We just have to realize and be thankful that we have this eye-opening condemnation of fast foods in this style of a book that's telling us that we could change our behaviors if we really desire to. But we have to break our addiction because these foods, these recreational foods, have drug-like effects that are damaging not only our physical health but our emotional structure of our country. And it's causing us a financial burden. Not only your family, but my family. It's causing everybody. Did you know that back in 1970, I, you could go to the doctor, to the hospital, for $342? And today, if you went in for one visit, it would be twelve over almost $13,000? That's a devastating amount of money that we would have to spend these are uh, foods that cause us to be sick. When we use the term fast food or junk food, we're talking about a broad definition, not merely foods that are served at quick serve takeout restaurants, but even the restaurants that most of you consider that you're getting a good, decent meal. The problem is, Fast food is like suicide on an installment plan. Obesity affects approximately 42.4% of Americans. This means that a staggering 110 million people are obese in the United States, and another 100 million are significantly or dangerously overweight. Being obese is not just a cosmetic problem. And that's what people try to get off on. You're trying to fat shame me, tell me that something's wrong with me because I'm fat and you need to accept me the way I am. Now, this is more than that. This has to do with us being sicker, becoming uh, aged faster. When we eat these foods, we're aging our bodies, we're aging our cells much faster. Eating fast food kills more people prematurely than smoking cigarettes. There was a Gallup poll that showed that today in the United States, the number of smokers have went down to 12%. 
which pales in comparison to about 45% back in the 1950s. Compare this 12% of Americans who smoke today to the proportion of Americans who eat fast food on a daily basis, 36.6%. They eat fast food every day out, but I dare say it's every day, period. And because we don't know what people are doing at home, we can tell that people are eating at least one time a week, and 80% of people are eating out at least one time a week. Just that one time a week increases your risk of having a heart attack. Considering only uh, food purchased at restaurants, when we're talking about the American diet, is is nutrient-bearing foods purchased from other establishments. A person who eats fried foods, fast food, or processed food at least once a week has a 20 times the risk of a heart attack. Someone who eats uh, reasonably healthy, that number goes uh, down, but most people eat fast food at least once a week. That's 50% are, are putting yourself in jeopardy of dying of a heart attack or cancer. And this link between unhealthy foods and heart disease was confirmed in a Harvard Health Professional follow-up study which showed that if, uh, if they, followed, they followed men over time, those who ate healthier lifestyle-changing diets drop their chance of heart disease by 90%. I, I have a, a, a lot of friends who, who have died young, <clears throat> excuse me, and I have friends who are older who are struggling with heart disease, diabetes, and cancer. And a lot of people exercise. They do try to eat better foods and I have people who come to us on a regular basis who talk about what they would like to eat on their diets, and you know, and we try to give them the best option. But we also have to discuss the nutrient value of food. All of us need to consider what we put in our mouth. And we don't get enough vegetables. We don't get enough fiber. We have to clean off our gut. We have to clean out our system, and laxatives is not the key to fixing this problem because our digestive system becomes addicted also to what we do. If we continue to put food, uh, uh, use uh, Metamucil and all this other stuff to, to stimulate our digestive system, this is not healthy. It should be a natural elimination of your bowels. When we do lifestyle changes, heart disease goes down, cancer rates goes down, diabetes goes down, autoimmune diseases goes down. When we eat healthier, when we think about what we do, when we put more fruits, vegetables, legumes, beans, the things that give our body 
the nutrients that help us stay alive. These are foods that's going to keep us living long periods. Because although the diets evaluated were better on these people who uh, they studied at Harvard, they were not really true because people don't really tell what they eat at home. Uh, most people are eating badly and they're not getting enough nutrient. Do you know, realize that there's only probably about 5% of the population less that actually get enough fruits and vegetables in their diet? And most people don't get enough fiber. We need at least 28 grams of, of fiber. And most people don't get that. Why? Because they, they eat sugary, salty foods. And just because something says fortified with this and fortified with that, if you're taking in sugar, you, your body rejects the vitamins. It can't take it into, your, into you. So you need to get it from the source, the real source. Survey, survey uh, studies and chemical evidence that persons who eat high-nutrient, lifestyle-changing diets, the one that I adhere to, the one that I'm trying to emphasize that you should at least attempt to eat more fruits and vegetables, at least do the shakes that I, I promote, if you want my shake and you want to know more about it, uh, you can call me and I will discuss uh, my shake with you, or how we uh, go about getting the nutrient-rich shake that you should drink on a daily basis, get your bowels moving, get, your, get your, the fiber you need, get the nutrients you need, because these are essential for life-changing we have to do it. Dr. Furman details and proves that a hundredfold less risk of heart disease is something that happens when you eat these fruits and vegetables. Heart disease is the leading cause of death in the United States with cancer right on its tail. Researchers at the University of Minnesota School of Public Health evaluated the frequency of more than 50,000 individuals eating the Western-style fast food diet and the risk of them dying of heart disease. They found the following. Eating fast food two or three times per week increases the risk of dying from coronary artery disease by more than 50%. The greatest risk was found when, major, uh, when subjects ate fast food four more times a week. The risk of dying from coronary artery disease rose 80% under those conditions. Even eating fast food just once a week increased heart disease risk by 20%. These heart disease deaths and the risk reported 
were also greatly underestimated as the participants were, were not followed uh, more than 15 years. Plus, all the unhealthy processed food eaten outside the fast food restaurants wasn't included in the analysis. The participants were not eating anything resembling, resembling an ideal cardioprotective diet, which could have protected them even more. Fast food has six characteristics. It is uh, digested and absorbed rapidly into uh, uh, and contains multiple synthetic ingredients. It is calorically dense. It is nutritionally barren. It is highly flavored. It contains excess salt and sugar. The faster the calories of fast foods go into the bloodstream, the higher the release of fat storage hormones, and the greater the risk of increasing the, the dopamine effect and the drivers of addiction in our brain. Because of these hormonal effects, fast food initiates and keeps us addicted and craving these foods. The chief fat storage hormone is insulin, and the excessive insulin response to fat foods, fast foods, leads to the promotion of fat storage in our body and uh, cellular replication and eventually causing cancer. The, the glycemic index or the glycemic load considers the rate at which glucose builds up in our bloodstream over time. The more rapid the concentration, the uh, elevation of glucose in the bloodstream, the more significant the risk of life-threatening disease developing, such as heart disease, cancer, autoimmune diseases, type 2 diabetes. And this affects our brain. Uh, but the more subtle levels of sugar, the natural foods, in conjunction with the fiber, the phytochemicals, that slow, uh, slow the uh, in, uh, entry of sugar into the bloodstream make for a very different biological, neurological experience that does not feed addictive behavior and addictive eating. Similar dangers are associated with fat Eating fat oils can cause you to have disease. But the fat content of seeds and nuts is absorbed over several hours. This slower absorption rate allows more of the calories to be burned for energy rather than stored and dispatched and can delay and reduce the body signaling of calories and feeling of hungry, hunger. In other words, oils uh, you're taking in too fast, so they trigger uh, unhealthy, unhealthy signals and don't stop you from eating. Compared to consumer, consuming uh, good nuts and seeds and benefits that you get from the anti-hunger and weight favorable weight favorable benefits, and you don't have the addiction, and you eat you can eat nuts, you can eat seeds. All these fat calories consumed are bound by plant fiber, and not fully absorbed 
which is very beneficial to our health. That's the reason why you need to eat more whole foods. And we need to concentrate on making sure our children get nutrition early in the day. Make sure that we eat healthfully so that we can start teaching a better way of eating and not being sick with these diseases that we can easily prevent. We can cut our costs, healthcare costs. We can make our lives more favorable, uh, do things that would keep our body weight more favorable. You don't have to live with diseases if you're willing to change your bad behaviors. The whole thing about what we do here is to promote good health through nutrition and physical activity. I pray that you are learning and doing things in your life that will help you do that. Just keep living fit and doing the things that matter, and we'll see you next time. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Living Fit. Please consult a physician or fitness professional before beginning any activity if you are under their care. If you would like to contact James or Karen, you can do so through the website, Facebook at livingfit.com.co or call. Until next time, keep living fit and do what matters. Thank you.